In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God can appear unjust at times. I say that again. God can appear, can appear unjust. Yeah, I mean, life is unjust, but sometimes even God himself can appear to be unfair. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, we'll be honest and say that, yeah, deep down in our hearts, sometimes there's that nagging voice that tells me, you know what? God is just being unfair. And sometimes that voice can really take over our hearts and create a type of darkness to make us think that God doesn't love me the same. That God is unfair. Even in the gospel today, it can seem like God is unfair because we know that within this parable, the landowner is God. And the hired workers are all of us. And so we see how God, he repays or he pays his workers, even though they all worked a different amount of hours, he gives them all the same exact wages. How is that fair? I mean, according to human logic, the guys who worked longer should probably get paid longer, right? They did more work. But see, my brothers and sisters, what God is trying to help us understand, especially why Jesus gives us parables, because he's trying to flip and change our human logic from seeing and measuring God's love how we want God to, to, to measure. How we measure God's love to be. Or justice. He wants to flip that and change that. He wants us to stop trying to measure our worth and His love for us based off of the things of this world. What we have and what we don't have. What Flan has and what they don't have. Because if we equalize our worth based off of the things that we get or, we, or the things that we have or don't have, then where is that going to lead me eventually? It's going to lead me to despair. Because the reality is that there are injustices in this world. And each of us have different strengths and each of us have different gifts. And, and that's true. We don't all have the same gifts, whether that's material or immaterial. We don't all have the same talents. We don't all have the same money. That's true. But can we still believe that God is still fair and just and loving, even considering the fact that we don't all have the same things? That's the question here. And so, if we continue to measure according to the things of the world, if I continue to measure my worth according to that, then what is that going to lead me to? It's going to lead me not just to despair, but it's going to lead me to constantly complain. To constantly complain about every little part of my life. I mean, that's exactly what happened in the story is when the guys who worked longer, they came up and they say to the landowner, why have they received more? And it says specifically right there, it says, they thought they would receive more. They thought they would receive more. They had their expectations. They had their measures. And so... What happens is they complain. It says they grumble to, to, to the owner. Now, what is this grumbling? What is this complaining rooted in? What is the root of all of this complaining? 
It's very simple. Envy. Envy. Jealousy. The landowner says, says back to him, he says, is your eye evil? As Chaldeans, we all know what the evil eye is, right? Some of you guys might even have one in your house, which you better remove it as soon as possible. Okay? But we know what this whole concept of the evil eye is. Even Jesus himself uses this. He says, is your eye evil because I'm generous? Meaning, what is an evil eye? What, what is the heart or what is the root of that? And in Chaldean, what do we say? Or in Arabic, which translates to, the eye will not be lifted. Which means that sometimes our eyes can be so focused on the goods of this world or even the goods of others that it almost is like it's a threat somehow or it's going to take away from God's goodness for me. It's almost it's like it's going to diminish my own goodness if God is generous with other people or if God is good with other people somehow, some way, that takes away from me. It's almost as, as if we're saying God's goodness is not enough to go around to everybody. Even the response of you have made them equal to us. That's what the hired workers say to God or to the landowner. You have made them equal to us. Basically saying, how dare you make these people equal to me? First of all, you know who you're talking to. This is your boss, right? This is God. And oftentimes, when we begin to compare ourselves to other people, when we begin to, our eye begins to become so focused on the things of the world because we don't have them, and we begin to feel worse about ourselves, what are we doing? We're basically telling God, God, who do you think you are to give those people less than me? Who do you think you are, God, to do with what you have, to do whatever it is with what you have. How dare you? That, my brothers and sisters, is the evil eye. The evil, is not, the evil eye is not when somebody is so focused on the things that you have that they make your roof all of a sudden start leaking and you get into a car accident all in the same week. Please. Okay? That's just, like, that's just an excuse for not taking responsibility for your life, to be honest with you. Okay? I can't stand that. Like, Father, somebody's eye is on me, right? That's, that's why my, my roof is, is leaking and I got into a car accident and my boyfriend broke up with me all in one week. Okay, maybe you need to go fix your roof because your roof is 20 years old and you need to go fix it. Maybe when you were driving, you didn't know how to drive, you were being reckless. And maybe you were a crappy person, that's why your boyfriend broke up with you. Just maybe, <laughs> right? I don't know. But see, this is what we do when we become so focused. When we try to identify our worth with the things that we have or what, or what we don't have and we begin to compare, this is, what it going, this is what it's going to lead us to do. It's like, it's like when you're looking at a, a painting, right? And let's say you're looking at the eyes and you're saying, mm, gosh, the eyes are just not good. And you become so focused on the fact that that one part of the painting that's not good, you completely forget about all of the other parts of the beautiful painting. The hair, the clothing, the scenic background, the detail, all of the, all the rest of the painting. See, when we compare, 
And when we become so focused on those things that we don't have, what we're doing is we're completely diminishing. We're forgetting about all of the other beautiful things that God has given us. Because we're saying to God, God, in order for you to truly love me, you need to give me this. I need to have this. And then I'll believe that you love me. Then I'll believe that you're fair. And that could be anything. It could be, okay, how come this person has, these people can have children, we can't have children. How come this person is married, I'm not married. How come this person has so much money and I don't have that, that money. We can do that all day long. We do it all day long. Whatever it might be. But the problem here, my brothers and sisters, is that's the evil eye. That's the evil eye. The eye that looks so intently, that lusts over things of the world because we don't know our true worth in Christ. We don't know our identity in Jesus. We're trying to identify ourselves with the things of the world. And so, my brothers and sisters, we need to ask ourselves today, do we still believe that God is fair and just even when things don't go my way, even when I don't get the same things that everybody else has, whether it's their talents, whether it's whatever it is. Is God still good? Does God still love me? Or are we going to continue to complain and make ourselves victims and cry about it all day long? We can do that. We can absolutely do that. But where does that get people? You know those people that just every time you talk to them, they're crying about something? Right? They're just always making themselves out to victim. They're always crying about something. And you know what? There are real victims in the world today. The world is unjust. That is true. But how long will we continue to do that and continue to remain in that and identify ourselves with that? That's up to us. So, three remedies that I really believe can be very, very helpful. And that is to remember that God has given every single one of us the same exact thing. It's not money, it's not cards, it's not beauty, it's none of that. What is it that Jesus has given each and every single one of us the same? What was that? Okay. Love, okay. Heaven. How many of us remember that? How many of us remember that Christ died for every single one of us equally? That even if that person has a bigger house, we both have heaven. That even if I don't have what that person has, I have heaven. That Jesus died for me personally. That he found, he deemed me worthy to die for me. And that's my worth. Not what I have or what I don't have. I have Jesus. What more could we possibly ask for? And really, what in this world could possibly compare to heaven? Nothing. You can have all the cars and all the houses and all of the beauty and all of it. And they have it all. There's many people that have it all. And are they happy? No. So in the end, we need to remind ourselves, I have heaven. We need to every single day remind ourselves, I have heaven. Jesus has given me heaven. What does that mean to us? Does that mean anything to us? Is our eye evil? Are we taking on the eyes of the evil one that are always looking with the measurements of this world? The second thing that could be very, very helpful in this process of 
comparing is to thank God. To thank God for your roof leaking. To thank God for the fact that you don't have children right now. To thank God for the fact that you're not married right now. Thank God for the very things that you think are a threat to your self-worth. Thank God for it. Because he's doing something with it. There's a purpose. There's a reason. And if we can thank and praise God, even for those things that we think are misfortunes or missing things, you unlock the door to God's goodness. When you can thank and praise God, you unlock God's goodness. The treasures of his goodness will be unlocked. But if you continue to complain and get angry and try to demand it from God, you're not going to get anywhere. And the third thing that we can do is, especially when we become envious of other people, especially when we become jealous of other people, Now, the difference between jealousy and envy is envy wishes that that person didn't have it. Jealousy is just saying, I wish I had that. Envy is saying, it's going even further and saying, I wish that person didn't even have it. They don't deserve it. Who are we to say what we deserve? None of us deserve anything, really. None of us, we have not earned our salvation. So none of us deserve anything. God has been generous with us. He loves us. Not because we've done anything good. So when we have those moments of envy, the, the, second, the third thing is to bless them. To bless those people. To say, you know what? Even though it's burning you inside, you're thinking to yourself, that person does not deserve it at all. I know what that person's all about, and they don't deserve that child, or they don't deserve whatever it is that they have. When that anger and that envy come up, you say, Lord, I bless that person. I ask you, Lord, to bless that person even more. And you break that evil eye. You break that evil inside of you. It's going against every single emotion inside of you, but that's how you do it. It doesn't matter how you feel. You offer a blessing. You ask God to bless them. And in turn, my brothers and sisters, God will continue to be generous with us. That's the beauty. That's that's the goodness of God. So God is generous with all of us. He's given us all his love and his mercy equally. What matters to us most? And where are our eyes? Are our eyes on him and who he says says we are or on the things of the world? That, my brothers and sisters, is so crucial for our lives because his love and his mercy is just and fair to all of us. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit.